0: Hey, y'all, if you're enjoying this podcast, take two seconds, send it to five friends. Um, Some of the top episodes would be the self-confidence, masculinity and the Byron Rogers podcast. If you want to send some of the top ones to them. Otherwise, just take 30 seconds and review it on whatever podcast uh, application you use, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Google, iTunes, Amazon, any of them. Thank you. last but not least today's podcast is brought to you by a3 body protectant a3 was designed when martin noticed that hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant healthy skin after plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care he learned the secrets hawaii's best secret is now available at a3equip.com that's a 3 com. a3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion a lip balm a hair conditioner honestly anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy. Get yours today at a3equip.com. Proceed
1: with caution. All doctors to the ER. Do these guys have any idea what they are talking about? Talking about, talking about.
2: Get squared away. Spiritual. Get squared away.
0: Emotional.
2: Get squared away. Mental get squared away the podcast that'll help you get squared away well all right all right all right get
0: my matthew mcconaughey on (sighs) we're back with episode 78 of squared away 78 episodes 78 it must be at 70 when a bunch of people start contacting you to get on the podcast because i've gotten like 24 of those requests in the past two weeks Oh, no, really? So it must be like 70. That's when they're like, all right, these fucking guys are going to keep going forever. We <laughs> might as well try to get on there. Oh, man. that's So we were talking about some good doom and gloom before we before we started recording here. Doom and gloom.
2: Doom, doom and gloom. It's it the best. Doom and best. gloom or just preparing for or bracing for the shit.
0: Well, so it's weird, right? Because prepare for the worst, but hope for the best, you know? Like, because, okay, let's let's say you're in a business right now, right? Let's say you, you own a business and you, your business is selling widget A and you're like, oh shit, we're in a recession, right? Yeah. You can plan for that recession, but you still want to sell as many of widget A as you can. So it's not like you're just like, well, I'm going to, we're going to stop pushing widget A because I think we're in a recession. Right. You know, you don't do that.
2: Yeah. You I just, mean, my part of the business is everything that comes in. So right now it's like, you know, put the brakes on manufacturing, put the brakes. Make sure we don't have anything overseas that's in inventory waiting to come over, and then cancel like red flag, red light, screeching sirens. Cancel every container that's coming across because you know the demand is just uh, it's dropped drastically. And like we were talking about, it's uh, retailers across the border are seeing about a fifty percent drop and that's on top of what they already pre- predicted was gonna be a slow, a soft season, they call it. So, um, we're in the recession. It's just that it's not getting any juice. Are people, are people out of
0: money? Like, is thats is that where, is that what's, or are
2: people scared and nervous? Or are people figuring out that their budgets aren't accommodating, they're gonna run out of money?
0: I mean, I would like to see, I haven't seen anything yet, but I would like to see some statistics on like, the average credit card debt per person, because I know, like, when everybody got all that COVID money, there was a good amount of people that took it and paid off debt. Yeah, but now I see a lot of people. Right, there's a lot of jobs open and there's nobody working. I don't know why that is, but I have to assume that a small portion of those people, or maybe a big portion of those people, are living on credit.
2: Yeah, and I don't know. Their the cost of living is up too because you look at all these rentals coming up, and I my, uh, my daughter was home this weekend and uh, we were talking and a lot of her friends, you know, and they're between the 20s and lower 30s are all renting. And the rent, she was telling me, I mean, it's between 2,000 and 2,500 bucks a month for like a two bedroom apartment, you know, with amenities, but are amenities yeah. really worth?
0: Well, and, and so that's, um, you know, the guy, the guy that we're gonna try to get on here, I don't know if we'll end up getting him on before he leaves for Florida for the for this, uh, winter. But, uh, you know, that's all of his apartment complexes. They're like they have more than you would have in any house that you would ever buy. you know, you've got fire pit and dog park and theater and outdoor grilling station and pool, and they get all this shit to keep them there, right because that's
2: yeah, but the millennials don't want to take care of they don't want to do the yard work, the maintenance or oh whatnot. no, they
0: one hundred percent don't we have a we have a family um husband wife she is. I don't I don't remember exactly where she's from. For some reason, I want to say Bosnia, but um, and then he's got a weird, maybe Eastern European accent. I can't quite tell, but they moved into our neighborhood and they bought one of the nicer houses. It's a really nice house, but they don't do anything like they won't mow the lawn for like a month. And then he's out there. It'll take him three days because he's got to bag it with a push mower. And he still he doesn't even mow the ditch line like he, he was out there. Apparently, the other day, our neighbor said that he was out there, like looking at the grass in the ditch line, like wondering who was going to mow it. Like maybe he thinks the city mows the ditch line or something.
2: Well, maybe he's like worried about how to how he's going to mow it.
0: Yeah, I just it, it was it, it's just the weirdest thing. And it's just. It's it's culturally in their not culturally. What is that? Generationally, they just they don't they don't want to have to deal with it. Well, that's fine. They don't buy a fucking house.
2: Right. Buy a condo. But that's what's happening. There's a lot of condo sales. There's a lot of uh, people in apartments, and they're attracted by the fact. I mean, if I was their age, I guess it would be tempting if I didn't understand, I guess, maintenance and, you know, what is part of ownership because, I mean, I look at some of these places, and it's like, hey, there's an apartment complex uh, up by Prairie Lakes over there that has, you can get a pretty nice apartment with like a little kind of a yard fenced in iron fenced in yard that you can have a pet and right next to it is you got the community building that has a pet wash car wash and then behind that is a swimming pool and workout facility i mean these they make it pretty attractive well
0: and two thousand bucks a month sounds kind of ridiculous but you and i bought our houses when houses were affordable now you're in my house school, would be yeah. outrageous, right? It would be way more than 2000 bucks a month with yeah. taxes included. Yeah. So now all of a sudden we're the old guys that are like, I can't believe
2: people are spending this kind of money.
0: But the problem is wages haven't gone up like that.
2: Wages haven't gone up the way expenses are. Yeah. So they're putting all this money into the residence. But the thing is, it makes it disheartening because they're not very self-sufficient people anymore. I mean, uh, today I was looking for spark plugs, right? And I don't want to use back in the day, but it just seems like that's what it is. Back in the day, I'd go to Walmart, and they got a whole aisle that has spark plugs, right? And you can get it probably fifteen, twenty percent cheaper than going to the auto parts store. Well, guess what? It's not there anymore. So I had to go over across the street, O'Reilly's, and uh, grab some iridium plugs. That you know, I'm like, gosh, I don't remember paying. It used to be like when remember when the non-iridium plugs we used to get. What was it less than two dollars a like plug? Two bucks a yeah, two two so you'd be plug, doing yeah. Like two fifty a plug. Two tune ups a year. Yeah. You're just like, well, why the hell not? Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean this. Would you is, pay for iridium plugs at O'Reilly's? Uh well, because my daughter's car was high mileage. I just got the champions, not the NGK's. Yeah. So, you know, you save a handful, so it's like nine something uh per plug. see i am I s I'm I'm the asshole. I order everything
0: from Rock Auto. Well, what, so, what Rock Auto uh five bucks a plug, probably. Really? Yeah
2: and on top for either, NGKs or? yeah oh really yeah I'll have to remember that next time so
0: but you got to think ahead right you can't just run to right can't run to rock auto and pick it up but I've even been known to this is how bad I get I've I've even been known to buy something at the part store yeah and then order the exact same part from from rock auto and then return it to the part store at the oh, part oh, store. Price? just so
2: you can yeah. get it uh get, <laughs> so it, so I can get it right away yeah oh man I don't do that often. That's a dick move. Um, but <laughs> but I made a comment. I mean, the manager was uh, there today and uh, I was like, man, you know, usually I can just go to the department store and I can grab a bunch of stuff and then grab the auto parts that I need. Now, all you have over there are filters and oil. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's nothing else. And well, you can get bulbs. Yeah. But and he's like, yeah, not a lot of people work working on our vehicles anymore. I'm like, wow, really? So, I don't know. It's it's sad. Yeah. Fleet Farm still has that stuff, but... Fleet Farm still does? Yeah. Okay.
0: They got a pretty big auto section. But anyways, we're getting totally off.
2: But you got farmers Recession. going in there that yeah. basically they really don't have yeah. a choice of...
0: Deep, we're we're deep in a... I, I was happy to see that my online savings went up another half percent. So, I'm up to like two and a quarter percent for my online savings. Don't
2: so want up by so half that, percent.
0: Off. Yeah. So, that's pretty good. Two and a, half, two and a quarter percent for... Just a savings account. It's not even a CD or anything.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, what's the... That's a bank rate? Probably. Because banks are what? Less than a half percent? Oh, bank rates
0: suck. Actual brick and mortar banks suck. Yeah. But online savings, non-brick and mortar bank savings, you can get pretty good interest rates. Wow. So if you need to stuff any money in there, I mean, you're still not going to keep up with 10% inflation, but... No. Yeah, at this point, you don't even want to look at your 401k. Definitely don't look at your 401k. Friday, the market closed at lower than it dropped down to in the middle of summer during that big
1: sad drop. Yeah, remember that when you uh, go to the voting booth. Well, so here's my worry is
0: I don't know with the younger generation the way they are. I don't know that we have the wherewithal
1: to come back out of a recession the way that we have in the past. I don't know. Well, I don't know your, where, where, uh, where what what industries are going to pull us out of the recession. The tech,
0: right?
2: I mean, that's kind of where we're at. Like is <laughs> tech gonna, is that's tech going to
0: pull us out? That's going to it's going to have
2: to. Yeah. It's not going
0: to be manufacturing.
2: Yeah, but some of that control too is the the feds need to like back off. You know, they need to start helping with the energy side. Because right now, energy side is killing a ton of people because that affects transportation, which goes into your consumer goods, and it's just is a big snowball.
0: Yeah, but if they, don't, if they don't let the price of energy skyrocket, then it's not financially intelligent to move to green energy production.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, how feasible is that? I mean, like I mean, California. F- I feel like that's the plan, though. Well, I mean.
0: Energy has to be, ex- energy has to be expensive to make it
2: financially a good move. To move to green energy but there's there's no plan there's no well-scheduled plan
0: but that's what the free market does is when a problem comes the free market comes with ideas to solve the problem
2: that's the best part about having a free market but if it's not a logical idea there's no ramp up for it's logical it's logical if diesel fuel is six dollars a gallon that all of a sudden makes electric trucks really really logical i know but the problem is you still need to uh have fuel basically to beget the electric trucks. Yeah. So yeah, it's a catch 22. Yeah. So you have to manage those prices intelligently. You can't just force people in the green, but I see what you're talking about. Right? That's, I mean, that's, that's what the Democrats want to do. Yeah. But it's not feasible. It's not a sustainable plan at all. It's not. Human beings are pretty fucking intelligent though. As a group.
0: And when a problem like that comes to a head, you know, ten dollar a gallon gas, that's when all of a sudden companies really start putting money towards alternative solutions.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, here's a prime example. So today, uh, a Toyota CEO is blasting uh, Gavin Newsom, California, saying that no, you can't completely convert by X date, whatever twenty thirty five. Yeah, because even if they invest. So Toyota is investing $5.6 billion now into the the U.S. uh, market to basically get the EV uh, units out there and get the EV technology so that it's sustainable. But he said still, even with their investment, there's no way. You can't just say that, oh, boom, we're just going to cut it off then because there's not enough time to build that infrastructure and enough time to have people be able to afford buying those units. So when you got the ceo of a manufacturer saying that these politicians should be like well okay maybe you want to pull the brakes pump them a little bit you know push it out to 2040 2045 or something but they're not they're just using it they're placating an audience to try to say oh we're being green because you know the earth is i mean how much shit did you get in the mail in the last couple of weeks that these pamphlets telling you that uh um global warming climate change. Is I don't happening. think I've
0: gotten any actually. Come on. I don't th- no. I don't think I've gotten any, but my wife also throws a lot, like all the junk mail away before I ever see it. So yeah, there could have gotten some,
2: I think you, you've gotten one twice because I know the printers were telling me about it too, is that there's a huge, huge job that was split through multiple printers around the U S and, and, uh, the first one that came out was this little like, uh, four foot by, or not four foot, four inch by four inch, uh, pamphlet that says climate change in front, and it's got the scary artwork, like a Jehovah's Witness pamphlet, right? (laughs) So that came in. It literally says climate change in the front. And uh, that went into everybody's mailbox probably I'd say a week and a half ago. And about five to seven days later, a bigger pamphlet came out, almost identical in the mail. So your wife probably junked it, but- Yeah, she probably did. So yeah, they're pushing it pretty hard right up until obviously, You got about a month before uh, elections here. So, yeah.
0: And, and if you if you guys want to get into the real climate, kind of the, the nuts and bolts of the climate stuff, that book. Um. Oh, fuck. What is it? The one that I just told you I finished reading about climate change. Please hold. OK. Unsettled by Stephen E. Coonan, who is a actual scientist that breaks down the amount of the climate change science that is actual and has been proven and the amount of it that is stretched and kind of adjusted and the lies that go along with climate change and the reality of the fact that the amount of carbon that's in the atmosphere is going to take hundreds of years to get rid of, even if we stop putting carbon in the atmosphere right now, this day, and the fact that the United States is like seven percent of the carbon going into into the the atmosphere or nine percent of the carbon going into the atmosphere. And even if we completely stopped, we wouldn't negate the amount of carbon going into the atmosphere that's growing because of growing third world populations like India and China and stuff like that.
2: Right. But as far as the US is concerned, if you look at the trend line with how technology has developed over the years and how clean we've burned coal, um you know, we're taking two steps forward. For maybe a half a step back.
0: Well, and one of the things too that he talks about is so there's carbon that heats up the atmosphere, and then there's aerosols which cool the atmosphere. And coal has a high amount of carbon, but it also has a high amount of aerosols. And then natural gas, right, has drastically less carbon, but it also has drastically less aerosols. So the reduce the reduction in carbon that you that you decrease by burning natural gas instead of coal is almost completely negated or balanced out by the amount of aerosols, the, the less aerosols that are burned. So you're at your your overall impact on the heating of the planet is null. You're not really right. you're not really decreasing the amount of, of heating because you're losing all the aerosols also that do come from burning coal.
2: Yeah. But bottom line is, I mean, we're not the earth isn't gonna like disintegrate in the next, you know, year and a half
0: Oh, just wait for it now we're gonna get we'll get all century. the we'll get all the uh climate change hyperbole all the hyperbole for climate change because of the hurricane right because then that's when we start to see drastic storms are getting more popular and he goes into that in that book too like they're not they're right. not they're just not the right. amount of the amount the, the the category of the storms the amount of storms they're not increasing
2: yeah it's it's something that happens it's science, dude. Yeah, although I like the uh, you know Dan Pena, the the trillion dollar man. I feel like I know who he is. Dan Pena is this, uh, this trillionaire old dude that you know he sells the I think his performance executive success coaching or whatever he okay. does. Okay, okay. As he swears at you, but uh, I like his explanation of debunking uh, climate change. So if you ever YouTube the dude, the YouTube version is much much nicer but he gets a uh, pretty uh, bent out of shape
1: yeah and, th- and that's the thing right like the
0: it that whole book is just about the fact that climate science is not it's not settled that's what the book is called unsettled it's not settled it's not this is happening because of us and this is exactly what it's going to cause it's part of this is because of us part of it is just because of the natural fluctuation of the climate um it could cause this but We don't know that it's going to cause that it's, you know, when you start to think of the models, the climate models that they use when they're guessing what's going to happen because of, of where we are, these climate models are, you know, millions of different, um, calculations. If you change one number, you could change the entire calculation to be catastrophic
2: versus a minor change. Yeah. And that totally makes sense. But I think the technology over the last, how it has evolved in the last few decades has shown that, hey, it's, we're mitigating it. If there is anything, we're already mitigating it. It's not that you need some politician to tell you that, you know, oh, they're going to come up with some, you know, grandiose plan. But you need to give us, you know, billions and trillions of tax dollars to do it. That's just a bunch of BS that they're just using to pocket funds.
0: Realistically, we just we just need to become a lot less of a consumerist society. The amount that that would decrease the carbon expenditure
2: would be insane. Oh, consuming what the whole just everything everything manufacturing just we just, yeah we just we, con- we, we consume
0: everything we we buy shit and throw completely good shit away just because we need the next new thing we over oh, yeah. we, we overeat we overuse we overpurchase we over everything right how do you get that society without collapsing you it? can't it's not it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen look at history Once look, look it
2: collapses uh uh-huh. that's what has start to start over
0: that's what has to happen but it never starts over it never comes back rome never came back ancient greece never came back mesopotamia never came back
2: what if the mainstream media peddled that narrative as hard say hey everybody simplify and every day that's all you hear is everybody simplify everybody consume less compared to what they're pumping out now you think that would work
0: nobody would like that because the people in charge the billionaires the millionaires they wouldn't make as much money right but morally your 401k would drop virtuously yeah (laughs) your 401k would drop your fuck your buddy who's you know been buying apartments since he was 25 all of a sudden he can't rent out his apartments. other friend who sells cars all of a sudden he can't pay his bills you know it's yeah. fucking we're on a, we're on a we're on a snowball from hell
1: yeah i mean what's wall street gonna do but until it collapses you're not gonna see a change so and what happens when it collapses that's the scary part start over but do we start over or
0: do we just become people's republic of china do two I know I'm Chinese. So what am I worried about? You're too fucking American. We, we have like <laughs> 78 hours of you talking
2: mad shit on the internet. Oh, you're so screwed. Come on, man. I, I have my, uh, uh, permanent, uh, what do you call it? I have my Hong Kong citizens card. Oh, okay. So you're good. You'll just skate through. Yeah. They even, uh, they renewed it. That's nice. Of years of them. Ago, so so it means they still like me, I guess they need, they need big seed like yours
0: to create
2: <laughs> super soldiers. I think that's it. Yep. I'm like the Captain America of China. Yep. Captain China.
0: You're just going to hook you up to a breeding machine. <laughs>
2: <Just> gonna, <laughs> Make it milk just, like a cow. Just
0: going to milk you <laughs> like a cow and breed all the little Chinese girls. Oh,
2: it'll be like the movie Aliens where they got the mama alien strapped up. Yep. Yep. That'll be that'll be <laughs> Martin. Oh. You'll just hear
0: him in the corner. Oh. Another four Chinese women got pregnant. <laughs> 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 that's Do you awful. see that? It is awful. What a sight. What a, what a visual we just gave uh, the audience. What a fucking visual. Oh. Uh, Did you see this? The leader of Chechnya asked um, Putin to use low-yield low nukes on Ukraine. No.
2: Yeah. Didn't see that. Wow. Yep. I've
1: How fucking
0: that. insane is
2: that? What's, uh, that's insane. I didn't know that. I just, I saw the, what was going on with the, uh, was, uh, protest, female protesters. I didn't see that one. I just I just saw that and then I saw that uh,
0: China, India, and Brazil go with Russia to not vote in the UN Security Council vote that condemns the annexation of the region. So we which we know China is already in the in the pocket, or right? Or I guess not in the pocket because China's way bigger than Russia. But
1: yeah. Now you've got India and Brazil Jeez. that are going along with it. Wow. Insane. Yeah.
2: Side note, I didn't realize that Dan Pena was seventy seven years old. There you yeah. go. See? Still kicking. What else we got on uh um I current events. The only other current events is the continual brain lapse of your buddy Biden. Oh god, I love it. Oh my god. I goodness. love it. He's like a comic show now. It's like uh two, three times a week easily now. I don't know what's going on. I mean, the most current is the uh um, the, one of the Republican senators, uh, the gal that died in the high speed crash. I heard about this, but go ahead. Yep. Tell the audience. You know, she passed in August and, uh, um, you know, Biden was on, on one of his speeches for, uh, for whatever committee that was for. And it was for the committee that this, uh, Republican gal that the name escapes me right off the top of my head, um, had helped, you know, put the committee together. And all of a sudden, he's like, uh, announces her name and's like, hey, are you here? And this is like a month after. So, and the White House is excusing it as, uh, oh, man, I forgot what, uh, KJP, whatever, Pierre. Jackie Warlowski. Yeah. W- Walorski. Yeah, they're saying is, uh, they're referring to it like a term of endearment, like he's, you know, honoring her. Oh, he did it on purpose.
0: Yeah. He did it on purpose. Are you here? Jackie, are you in the room? Is your is your
2: spirit in
0: the room? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. He tried uh, to shake her hand, too, before he walked off stage. Not really, but he should have. So as many right. tr- as many fake shang-
2: handshakes as he's had. Oh, so the, well, the one before that was he's was walking off stage and he was doing what my my old grandma dog does. All of a sudden, he's like blanks out and stands there, like forgets, you know, where he is. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting bad. I mean, there's a definite cognitive decline going on, and it's you can't hide it. And the people that are de- denying it are, I don't know what they're watching. So is it? Do you think that they're kind of just maybe letting him gaff
0: a little bit more often, um, because they would prefer someone else from their party in that position next go around?
2: I don't think they can let that happen. Because it's almost like it's one of those where, you know, somebody tells a fat lie and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, shit, I gotta, I really need to cover this up to save face. And I think they're still in that spiral, but it's to a point where it's like the intervals between the time that he's sane and the time that he's just completely out of it is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. But they can't put him in the basement like they did, you know, for the campaign anymore. So they gotta trot him out. And at some point, you can't pump that guy enough drugs. I mean, it's literally the weekend at Bernie's. They're just.
0: I still need to try that new vigil, there, pro vigil, that they're claiming that he's on during all of his speeches. What do? You, what is new vigil? Pro vigil? Some
1: speed
2: or
0: what? Ah, no, it's actually so new vigil and pro vigil, which originally. I guess I don't know what they were trying to create when they created it, but they ended up creating this drug. It's basically a smart drug is what it is. It gives you all of the elevated brain connection and the thought process and the ability to speak. Like it, that one movie? All this stuff, kind of like the one movie, right? What is or, that called? Um, uh, with Bradley Cooper, that kind of like super move, super pill, right? Yeah. Um, Without the elevated physical. So without the heart rate and stuff like that. So it's kind of like Adderall, like people that take Adderall and love it, but without the, pot the the increases in all the physical stuff yeah and when what happens when a pharmaceutical company creates a drug like this is they can't just put out this drug right they can't just be like oh we found this cool drug that does this cool thing so it has to be for something they have to get it passed through the FDA for something so new vigil and vigil, I'm not sure which one is first but they're they act a little bit different each but they're the same basically the same thing are used to treat narcolepsy and for shift workers is what it's, is what that you can get the oh. prescription for. So if you are, you know, a shift worker that needs to be able to function during the day after you've already worked a full shift, you can pop your pro vigil and you are, excuse me, on, you know, 10 out of 10 as far as the way your brain works, even though you haven't slept for 24 hours. Jeez.
2: So basically, uh, it's a big Silicon Valley drug. Like, so they're saying, claiming he's on that to get through speeches. Yeah where this guy's probably sleeping 12, 14 hours a day already. God, I could sleep 12 hours today, I think. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> My body's been like,
0: bro, it's time to calm down. Like, back off. Take a few days off of lifting already anyway. um, I took Friday off, and I took today off. I went in yesterday and did squats. Oh, I was so mad. I, this is, has night. nothing to do with the podcast. I, three, I went in when I got home from Chirac. No, um, no. I... <laughs> So you know how there's different levels of benches for, you know, there are different heights. So I grabbed what I thought was the bench that I always use for my sit squats or for my box squats. Right. Oh, I grabbed there's what only I a thought was the short one. Yeah. And it was not. And I didn't notice it until I had 500 pounds on the, the, the bar. Yeah. And I set up my phone to record my squat. And then I watched the video and I'm like, I'm not even at fucking parallel. I just three quarters squatted and I was so pissed, but my body like 500 is a lot. My body was already fucking tired. I'm like, well, I'm not switching and doing it again. Cause you get in this groove where you know where the bench is going to be and you touch yeah. and then you reverse and you go back up. So I would have had to go back down to like two twenty five, and then work back up to 500 and just pissed. Oh, so I got to remember to grab the other bench next time where yeah. it actually puts me at full parallel. Yeah. I know which bench you're talking about. Their listeners don't, but they have no hey, fucking yeah. idea. They're like, that was the dumbest five minutes. Thank you for making us stupider with your conversation.
2: So the drug that you're talking about, the movie that Bradley Cooper is in is uh, limitless, limitless. I think they try to make a, like that's a little a bit more streaming series out of it too.
0: That's a little bit more intense than what new vigil and pro vigil are from what I understand, but I haven't had a chance to try it. I would, so, if I get my hands on
2: some, but. So, yeah. If you want to see eventually what happens with the, uh, the whole Biden administration in the next two years, just watch Weekend at Bernie's. Daughter
0: tells toll of unsolved killing 40 years in the future. Remember the Tylenol killing? Sorry, I'm just looking at the news. You remember that? The Tylenol murders? Uh, no. So happened in the 80s, and the first woman that died was in Chicago, and she I think she was hung over. Maybe she ran into a um, pharmacy, grabbed some Tylenol, went home. And within 30 seconds after taking the pills, she was dead on the floor. Pills, a pill bottle, you know, like pills were everywhere. She had the bottle in her hand. She fell over dead. Turned out there was cyanide. Well, well, coroner comes notices that this is similar to something he read about another case ends up putting it together. Well, the problem is none of these pills came from the same batches. So it wasn't like they were being laced
1: in that they were actually like people were coming in and replacing in pharmacies. So this right here tells me apparently that they might've solved this.
0: See The, uh, I got, I got hosed by, um, a fake click, not fake, but you know, a, a dramatized, a n- yeah. A dramatized news title that Ooh, oops, headliner. that headlined and then you read the actual article <laughs> and they didn't solve shit. It was just one woman talking about how she won't take Tylenol still today because it
2: killed her mom and her dad. well well, instead of Tylenol, now you have the, uh, what's uh, the candy look, uh, fentanyl pills.
0: Oh yeah. Fentanyl. I hear that shit's pretty, pretty insane. which is kind of what we're going to get into the podcast with today because drugs and alcohol well drugs and alcohol and just the 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 proliferation of illegal crime when you make something like that illegal and then how that crime those criminals become so powerful right like the mob is is where i was going to start i wanted to get somebody who knew a shitload about the mob i wanted to get them on because yeah i this is like out of two different books that i did is all is all that i have and it's, well, we both went
2: to, you know, mob city the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So.
0: One of the yeah most corrupt cities in the in the world. Two of their last governors are in worse. prison.
2: Right. Yeah. It's getting worse down there. But.
0: I didn't know. So I finished the, the, the book that I read was called The Irishman. There is actually a Netflix movie based on the book, but the book has a ton more information. And the book is about Jack Sheeran, who was it, when you get done with the book, you'll completely believe he's the guy that killed. Hoffa, Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, which yeah. Jimmy Hoffa was the biggest labor boss in the basically in the world at the time and had links to the mafia and what happened was Hoffa got thrown in jail. And he set his predecessor to be this kind of a shady character and this guy started giving more money than Hoffa ever did to the mob in unsecured loans and was really laxed about how he just kind of let them pay him back. Whereas Hoffa Hoffa gave loans to mobsters like a ton of loans to mobsters, but Hoffa didn't fuck around. You gave he gave you a loan. You're paying him back and you're you're paying the VIG, you know, you're paying the the, the interest. Yes. Um, this guy was really lax and, and, and the big mob bosses um, liked that this guy was lax. They liked that. He was kind of letting them play loose and fast with with hundreds of millions of dollars at the time, because the union pension funds at the time were the biggest investment funds in the world. And uh, so when Hoffa gets out of jail, he basically starts pushing hard for his old spot to take the to take the, the union back and to be the international, the head of the Internet, president of the international unions yeah. back. And uh, they start pushing back on him, saying, no, just just retire. Just go off in the sunset. Enjoy your money. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm taking my spot back. And, uh, they killed him and this guy, this guy did it in a house in Detroit. He never, they never knew who it was because they completely got rid of the body. There was only four people that were involved and it was him and three other people and nobody talked ever. Oh, I didn't know he was dead. They didn't know what happened because he just disappeared. And so they didn't know if he was dead. They didn't know if he was, if he was kidnapped or if he in the Caribbean. Yeah. They had no idea what happened to Hoffa and uh, this in this book, Jack Sheeran even describes the inside of the house that they did it in. And the author went back after and found the house and corroborates that like the description is exactly what he says and refuses to even go in the house until after the book is written so that people can't say that he saw the inside of the house when he wrote, uh, Jack Sheeran's account of it. Jeez. So, and he also likely delivered the high powered rifles to the guys that gave them to Lee Harvey Oswald and the other shooter to kill Kennedy. Well, yeah. So what's uh, Kennedy's tie to the so, mobsters here. So Joseph Patrick Kennedy, um, JFK's dad had some loose ties. If you start to get into the underworlds, there's a few gangsters from those times that said that he he was a bootlegger. He ran he ran bootleg moonshine with them or uh, bootleg alcohol in from Canada with them, which he did have a controlling stake in the in some alcohol companies in Canada. Um I think it scotch companies actually. And uh but then people that are real Kennedy scholars say that there's no proof of this at all. It's all just hearsay. But What happened was, the mob helped put JFK into office because if you think about the amount of power that a union has, right? It's hundreds of thousands of members around the United States. Um, they pushed for JFK to be the choice of the union. So the mob talked to the union, which they were always in really good connection. The mob talked to the unions because they thought JFK would be the best for their business. They thought putting JF putting 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 him in office would be best for their business because they had just got ousted out of Cuba, which is where a bunch of the mob families had big casinos. And this was a, a really big income for them. And Castro had just ousted them completely out of Cuba, took over their casinos, no. kicked them all out of the country. And so there's even talk that the mob was involved in the Bay of Pigs in overthrowing fidel castro and killing fidel castro hmm. but the problem was is they helped get jfk in office and bobby kennedy his brother got put into office as attorney general and his entire life's work was to go after organized crime
2: oh really so he was relentless like his a dog
0: put him in though yeah jfk put bobby kennedy
2: in oh, office The mobsters put him in
0: uh, office the mobsters put JFK in office. JFK yeah. put Bobby Kennedy as the attorney general after he became president. Hmm. And then he starts going after the mob relentlessly. Well, in Sicily, there's a saying, you don't kill the snake by cutting its tail off. So you never go after the number two guy. If you're going, at, if you're going after a family, you never, you never kill the number two because all you're going to do then is piss off the number one and you're going to get that much more retaliation back. You got to cut the head off the snake. No. So they off JFK ends up not working as well as they had thought because Bobby Kennedy gets left in as the attorney general to get through all of these Rico. um, That was, this was before Rico was ever to get Rico passed and all this stuff passed so that the mob loses a ton of its power,
1: but it was their whole
0: idea was LBJ who came in after Kennedy didn't really like Bobby Kennedy. So they didn't think that he would leave Bobby in office as the attorney general. Bobby J was a disaster. Yes, um, but the funny thing here is the FBI had been an actual organization for years and years and years, and J Edgar Hoover completely refused to acknowledge that organized crime was even a thing. Hmm. Hoover was co- either was so scared. That the mob was connected enough to get his organization completely unfunded. Yeah. Or completely oblivious to the fact that there were families that had the entire country split up and were operating illegal gambling, illegal drugs, illegal prostitution, and it was and running it like a basically like a military-esque organization. Yeah. Which is why the Sicilian families became the more powerful mafias. People don't really know. There were Cuban mafias. There were Jewish mafias. There were all these mafias. Basically, mafia just means organized crime. So there was all these yeah. different um, ethnicities that were operating in the, in the organized crime area. Um, the Yakuza. Yeah. I don't think they weren't really here. Um, from what I read, who knows? But because the Sicilians were so organized and so hierarchical, and followed by such strict rules, like the guy that ran the entire New Orleans, Louisiana territory, you couldn't go into his territory without getting approval. Like if you were just going to see your grandma, like, and you were, and you were from another family, you had to get approval from him to go there, or if they saw you, they'd kill you. Well, that's interesting. So extremely structured, right? But the funny thing is, is, is the way that all of this comes to fruition prior to jfk prior to all of this stuff with hoffa the reason is because when we went to world war ii the majority of good cops went into the military so you really had no police oversight and then you have all of this money being dumped into the economy because we're create right we need to create all of this stuff for the war we need to create bullets and cars and guns and boats and planes and all this shit. So there's a ton of money and no oversight. And so you have unscrupulous characters from everywhere that start to dabble in this criminal trade. They're running numbers. They are. So one thing is, is we didn't have necessarily enough. We had food. We didn't have enough food for there to be extra food for people. So you had to get in a lot of big cities. You had to get these certificates to buy food, basically just to say like your family's ration for the week is two loaves of bread and a bag of potatoes and two pounds of meat. And then you still had to pay for it, but you had to have the, the ration coupon to go buy it because for the war, like everything was going towards the war fight and, oh. and towards the war. Well, these mob guys figured out that you could just pay off the, organizations that were handing out the certificates and you could get black market certificates and then you could (laughs) sell them to make extra money so that was one of the big rackets so it's just all these different ways and money makes power right because when you have money you have influence and when you have influence then you get to start changing power so these guys were connected and the real organizers kind of the the lucky Luciano's and a lot of these guys that were, they were running importing rackets. They had all of the unions under their belt that were bringing all of the goods into the country. Right. So if they, if like, imagine if you're a, if you're a fruit importer, right. And that's your whole gig and your boat worth of, you know, bolt full of $10 million in fruit comes in from Colombia, and the union guy
1: goes to you and he goes, Hey, I'm going to need a hundred grand or these guys aren't going to unload your boat and all your fruits going to rot. You pay them. know, Because if you don't pay them. Your hundred million dollars or ten million dollars or whatever at the time
0: worth of goods. It's shot, especially with perishables. Yeah. So these guys ran the ports. They ran the trucking companies to get it from the
1: ports to the companies. They kind of still do. They kind of still do. And so that is why. No police oversight. Cause the initial foothold of power to
0: start. The next big growth in organized crime is prohibition, which we all know. We know the stories of Al Capone. We know the stories of all these bootleggers, right? And I've talked about it on this podcast. This is what you're going to create if you create a bunch of anti gun laws. You're going to create another prohibition. We already have the quote unquote war on drugs that created the most powerful cartels in the
1: world.
2: Yeah. So you're saying that that could happen now, but the thing is with as much digital surveillance that's out there, would it ever happen again?
0: It's already happened. It happened with the war on drugs. There's a, there, the, we, we entered a war on drugs in like what, 1994, right? Right. Okay. That all of a sudden made it really, really
2: scrupulous to sell illegal drugs. Yeah, but the feds are the ones that made it illegal. Yep. And are pushing it. Yep. And then it makes
0: it that much more valuable because you have that much less competition. The feds. The feds pushed the laws to make the average drug dealer, right? The average guy, he's. Like when it starts, when the heat starts to come on, he has no interest. Right. Right. And so you have the growth of demand.
1: And the shrinking of supply. Which creates extremely high prices. Yeah. Right.
0: With extremely high prices means extremely high margins with no competition, with no competition. So this grows the power of some small families in Mexico and probably are other places in the world, but that's that's the main cartels that we know
2: is, is yeah. Mexico, right? Or in present times, the feds.
0: Well, so I don't... This is a secondary problem that comes along with a, a thought of a good idea. They thought the war on drugs was a good idea. They never They never did it because... It's the same with prohibition. They never did it to make people like Al Capone rich and powerful. They did it because they thought that Alcohol needed to be illegal because they didn't think people should be drinking. So they made it illegal. And then once they make it illegal, it all of a sudden makes an opening for people who don't really give a shit about the laws to make a fuckload of money yeah. and become really powerful. The same thing's going to happen if you make AR-15 or lowers illegal, right? You're all of a sudden going to have some people who don't give a fuck about the law that are making them in their in their basement with, you know, 20 workers pumping out 500 of them a day and selling them for 500 bucks a piece instead of
2: 90 bucks a piece. Yeah. I mean, I could see that business model. It's just with the amount of surveillance and the, uh, you know, how corrupt feds are. I don't know that that would happen at that scale. The amount
0: of surveillance is regulated by our ability to, Sift through it. There is an ass load of surveillance. You're hundred percent. Right. But right now somebody has to be looking for something. Every intersection has cameras. Yeah. But when my neighbor's car got stolen and she called the police station to check the cameras on where the guy went with it. Yeah. They were like,
1: yeah, we don't do that. You have to, so Hmm. somebody has to be looking for something. It doesn't not just, you know,
0: you could go sell a bunch of illegal shit right on camera. And if somebody's not looking for it on that camera and then being able to prove that that's what you're doing and then putting you in jail for it. Yeah.
2: Okay. I mean, I understand that. I just, I, I
0: don't know. So my thought here is, is with the amount of
1: power, right? The mob created Vegas, right? So Bugsy Bugsy Siegel, right, Bugsy Bugsy Siegel sees
0: an opening because Nevada has this great idea to make basically all gambling legal, and their idea is to get them out of the Depression by making all gambling legal. They think well, we're going to make gambling legal. It'll bring a bunch of money into our state, and that'll get our state out of the Depression are out of the recession. Well, at that time, it's basically like some dude ranches with some slot machines. There is no real casinos. Well, Bugsy Siegel being a, he knows he's seen casinos in Cuba. He knows some really, really uh, high income underground casinos that he was running with with the East Coast Mafia. So he decides that he is going to build the Flamingo. So this is the first venture into actual what you think of now as a casino today. Yeah. High-end gambling, high service, beautiful rooms, basically a destination, right? Yeah. Because nobody wants to go to the middle of the fucking desert right now.
2: Isn't that an old town Las Vegas? Still there. Should have been.
0: Yeah. So Bugsy, Bugsy gets a bunch of investors, a bunch of East Coast mafia guys to invest, and he starts building. Well, the problem is, is It ends up taking three times as much money to build, and he's a fucking gangster. So how much of it was he actually pocketing out of the investments? It's some underground shit, right? Like this is an up and up business. So he pisses off some people. (sighs) The Flamingo opens and it's a disaster. They don't have any of the gambling right. They don't have the, the casino actually lost money for the first two weeks. He closes it down said, I'm going to take a month and get everything. He brings in this Jewish mob guy. I can't remember what his name was. Meyer Lansky brings in Meyer Lansky who Meyer Lansky has been involved in a ton of big high-end casinos yeah. in Cuba, a bunch of underground casinos. And Meyer Lansky comes in basically as a, uh, as a consultant, as a casino consultant. And they're going to, they're going to basically redo the flamingo. Well, in this time, Bugsy gets killed. In a drive-by shooting at his girlfriend's house,
2: damn poor guy.
0: Yeah. So the East Coast Mafia guys that invested take the casino over, leave Meyer Lansky as the consultant, and the thing becomes more popular and profitable than Bugsy could have ever dreamt of it becoming. And why is that? To the point, ah, uh, just because it was he had some stuff wrong. the The business plan was perfect. The the, the government had just opened up interstate travel. People were flying like it was it was big, right? Like everything was falling into place. So to the point that the confederation, I think it's confederation, the group of basically mafia families around the United States vote to make Las Vegas an open territory so any family can do business in Vegas. So they all start building these big, gorgeous casinos in Las Vegas and Meyer Lansky is kept on. As a consultant for all of them, gets them all up and running, runs all their books, shows them how to cook books so that they're not actually having to pay the full tax to the state of Nevada on all of their income. Yeah. And that turns into what Vegas is today.
1: So my thought is if. Back then. The illegal crime
0: gave these families enough money to get enough power to have that much influence on where the United States went.
1: When we look back at our current time right now, how much influence is being peddled by
0: the powerful criminals now? And we don't know. The problem is, is history historians don't know what's happening now. Historians look back. They do you know, research and they look at stuff 30 years ago. So in 30 years, and we look back now, what's going to come up with these families in Mexico that have these ties? I mean, the last president of Mexico gave hundreds of millions of dollars of no bid contracts to mm. the Sinaloa cartel family and has retired on like
2: one of their properties. Well. So are you talking like the the cartels influence in politics, the Saudis influence in politics? Is that yes. what you're referring to? Yes, I'm referring to. The
0: criminal underground, big, powerful families, countries, how much are they influencing what's happening in our government, in our development of our country right now? And not just the government, but right like Vegas, like how much of that has to do with the what's being built what's being invested in how much of uh, is it a stretch to say that the fact that china owning giant swaths of land across the united states and a bunch of our ports
1: yeah doesn't have something to do with some sort of a an unscrupulous idea you know well you said it before right people's republic of china is Only spreading here. So let's tie all that together here now. Yeah. So
0: I don't know that while you and I are even still talking to the people that are listening today, we'll ever know how much influence other people have, other unscrupulous characters, whether it be big drug families. You know, Russian bots, the Saudi oil people, the Clintons, right? Like, I don't know that you and I will ever understand that
1: in a, t- in a timely matter. But when we look back, there is going to be a history like JFK getting killed by criminal underground, criminal
0: drug families building one of the most popular cities in the United States. There are going to be things like that that happened during our time where we look back and go, Oh, I should have seen that.
2: Yeah. But there's a lot of people out there that shouldn't be as completely oblivious because I I didn't, I I want to give people the credit, the benefit of the doubt, but there's a lot of people that I talk to that don't even feel that there's a level of
1: corruption in the government. And that's straight up honest. Hey, I I love their faith in humanity, but I question them. We were just talking about
0: some some not so good mechanics in our area. Yeah. And if driving down Main Street in our little town, two out of the five Mechanic shops, well-known, big name, mechanic Mm -hmm. shops, are completely known to lie to your face.
1: Yeah. To get you to spend money. What makes you think
0: that that politician isn't doing the
2: same thing for a lot bigger paycheck? But the same people I know have this mentality that, well, if I go to an auto store, if I go to a hospital and talk to my doctor because they are getting paid to do that job, therefore, they are the experts. That's the mentality they take.
0: So the interesting one on that, not to totally negate what we're talking, the interesting thing there is, is especially with doctors, you have an issue with lack of continuing education
1: combined with an ego. So, you have four hours, I believe,
0: of nutritional education to get your doctorate. Believe that's what it is. Zero continuing education on anything nutritional. Okay? So, you could have a 45-year-old doctor that in his entire tenure has had four hours, eight hours, whatever it is, of education. combined. With the ego of a human being who knows that they know a lot, right? They, they do. They do. They know a lot.
2: They know a lot that they've studied. That they've
0: studied. That when someone knows without a doubt that they know a lot, it put bl- puts blinders on them as to what they don't know. Yeah. And so
1: that isn't necessarily malicious. Right. They're not. They're not lying to you. Yeah. They're just. Wholeheartedly, completely convinced
0: that they're telling you what's right when it might only be part of the truth.
1: Right. But I think there's a lot of that in politics, too. Where it's not purposefully malicious. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I believe some of it's, uh, the corruption is like, you know, you wrote
2: is uh, absolute power corrupts, right? Yeah. So I think between a mix of that and just laziness, because all of a sudden, wow, this is easy or I'm being rewarded or I'm getting this fat paycheck or for work. So or, then they don't, there's no application with that knowledge
0: or 25 hours of my week is spent fundraising for my next
2: election well for politicians yes so yes. I'm, I'm going to doctors oh you're going you know? to doctors got you. Got so it. with the doctors like well there's not a lot of application there's a lot of knowledge there's a lot of web md going on but you know how many doctors do you know that practice what they quote preach and how many doctors know are truly truly healthy
0: yeah and that's and that's an interesting thing not to you know we're, we're down to basically two, two and a half minutes to an hour, but there's a lot of specific surgeries when asked, would you do it in this position? Like they, they suggest people have a surgery, right? You're mm-hmm. 74 years old and that you need to get your entire colon taken out. Right. And there's a lot, a plethora of doctors done that do surveys. Would you go through this?
1: No, I'd die. I'd go out happy. You know, with cancer in my colon and it'd end up killing me, but I wouldn't
0: go through completely removing my colon, going through radiation therapy, all this shit, right? Yeah.
1: At 75,
2: maybe at 40, right? Depends on your lifestyle, I guess, how active you are. Yeah.
0: But there's a lot of times like that where, There's a lot of things that are being done in our medical system where when you ask the actual professionals, would they do it if they were in that position?
1: And it's, it's a no. Well, makes sense. I don't know. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Money gives power.
0: I find it really hard to believe that we're not living in a time where we look back and go, oh, a lot of what was going on was maliciously intended and done because of money and power, not because of the best interest
2: of a population. Yeah, I think when the opportunities are there and when crisis opens up opportunities, like what the politicians have said in the last, what, three, four years is that, you know, you always take advantage of a good crisis. Never right? let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah, so- I think that's the quote. And I think they're really masking it, mask, maxing it out right now. And a lot of people just put their blinders to it or just, oh, just think, you know, from what I hear, it's like, no, they can't be. It can't be that level of, you know, evil and with our leaders. But just because they're in that position doesn't mean that they're more virtuous than anyone else. The problem
0: is is most of the people that want those positions should never have them.
2: Right. We have a guy that's uh, running for senator right now that I know is he's just doing it for a meal ticket. That's it. Yeah. He knows that there's a free meal ticket a lifetime free meal ticket that's it because he hasn't done anything else yeah so
0: all right oh. that's a just a nasty dirty rap we really talked about a lot of positive things today we solved a lot of world's problems <laughs> all right you guys get like you got 70 77 episodes of like good positive talk and now we had one doom and gloom episode hey, we'll come back strong the best way
2: to get squared away is to understand your surroundings and realize you know what that evil exists everywhere and that you need to keep your head in a swivel
0: yeah situational awareness isn't only watching the door when you're at a
2: restaurant situational awareness is understanding understanding large-scale situational awareness What's happening in globally that's going to impact you in some sort of way
0: there we go good callback i like how you (laughs) wrap that back around there that's a wrap